0: Restricted breath, croup in small children, or anxious breathing are all symptoms that bring to mind lithi gymotherapy for me. I'm Lauren Houle. I'm a health educator and a gymotherapy expert. And I'm here today with two of my friends and colleagues to talk about lithi gymotherapy and lithi the tree, well, or the shrub, I guess. So, Terry, Terry's an herbalist and she will introduce herself.
1: Hi Megan, hi Lauren, everybody that's with us pleased to be here today on this beautiful spring day. I'm Terry Brooks, I'm an herbalist. I'm in Minnesota where summer is not here but spring is advancing, let's put it that way.
0: And I hope you can clear up whether it's a tree or a shrub for us shortly, Terry. Yeah, right. And and Megan, so good to have you with us today. Hi everyone. Hi Lauren and
2: Terry. It's great to be with you again. My name is Megan Lamp and I practice Japanese acupuncture and body work, um, hospice acupuncture and gemotherapy.
0: Beautiful. So I feel so fortunate to be here with these two brilliant minds to talk about lithi. We're going to start looking at it first as a plant. Terry, what
1: are you going to tell us about Lithi? Well, Lithi's Latin name is Viburnum lantana, and I would say it's a large rounded-shaped shrub um, growing about 5 to 10 feet tall, maybe similar to some lilac trees about that height. In most locations, it's native to Europe and Asia, and it grows in zones 4 through 8 here in the U.S. It likes full sun to partial shade, and it has very interesting leaves. I was able to pluck one that has just, I don't know if you can see this. Um, the leaves are kind of leathery and very textured with deep, deep veins. Oh, wow. You can see. Mm-hmm. It, it's very, it, it has a lot of texture to the leaves. And then you will see though the leaves are opposite, it'll have the blossom right in the middle and it looks like this most of the winter of course these leaves are tiny then but you can see that there's going to be a bud of something in the winter or in the middle of that so it's interesting that even in Minnesota it it is quite um, interesting throughout the winter it looks very similar just much smaller these white clusters will eventually turn into some berries which which progress through the colors of yellow red and eventually turning black and another thing that's interesting about it is it can have all colors on the same cluster at a time Mm -hmm. so it just it progresses through that whole thing Um, the fruit may be toxic in large quantities i don't think it's going to kill you but you might have a bad tummy ache it's usually a non-fragrant plant and it tolerates most soil types except for standing water and we also know that it is not pollution tolerant. So it's not a plant that they would plant in order to suck the pollution out of the air. It wouldn't tolerate that. But it does attract many insect pollinators and bird species. And here, it's considered an ornamental. And in some cases, it's considered very invasive. I only have one tree, one shrub. It's never even suckered for me yet. so. I haven't had the uh, opportunity to see if it's invasive or not, but you know, it might be something worth, because it is a valuable gem. it might be something worth trying to propagate.
0: Oh, absolutely. Please do, Terry. (laughs) When you were looking into this shrub, did you find any historical evidence or folklore that would be interesting here?
1: Well, this is um, a shrub that does have some historical uses way back but there's doesn't seem to be a lot of mythology about it. It's often called the wayfaring plant and I think in some gemo books it's referred to that way because in Great Britain it grew close to paths, it grew along the edges of woods and, and kind of like a partial hedge along the woods. So wayfaring it's along their way they happen to see it. The branches of this plant are quite strong but very flexible and they were once used almost as string to tie hay bales together which you know strong and flexible doesn't always go together so i think that's pretty interesting and um the other thing i found about it was you may have heard of this human skeleton called otzi who was found he was a copper age hunter his body was found in 1991 in the alps between austria and italy and he was judged to have lived around 3400 BCE. He still had a quiver full of long straight arrows that were rigid, and they were analyzed to be from this lithy shrub. So that, that we know that the use goes quite a long ways back.
0: Wow, interesting. And are there clues by looking at the plant or studying it in any way that would tell us about its medicinal use?
1: Well you know it's I'm very curious about the leaves because of the texture on it. I don't know what to make of that because right now they're almost shimmering gold with texture and maybe we'll have some brilliant discovery or thought about that later but that interests me a lot and the fact that it's so flexible and strong also is quite interesting. Right now there is a lot of research going on con- being conducted on this shrub around the world and what I've learned is that based on the known chemical constituents and the physiological actions of those, these properties we know it has. It is a plant that has antihistamine qualities, antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, anti-tumor, antimicrobial, antiviral, and it has free radical scavenging properties. If you take all of those known properties together, we can see that it would affect the pulmonary system. It will alleviate bronchial spasms, cough, allergies, helps with COPD. It influences immunity. It enhances natural killer cell activity. And it fights against quite a lot of bacteria that are common, like E. coli, streptococcus, staphylococcus, and so on. It improves joint mobility, and it protects cartilage. That's that strong and flexible part of it, I think, where it comes in. It can. It could be used in arthritis and periodontitis. It helps with detoxification. It helps the nervous system, reducing anxiety and depression. It has some cardiovascular effects. Um, Some are saying it is a blood pressure regulator. So again, that adaptive quality, if you need a higher blood pressure, it raises it. If you need lower blood pressure, it would lower it. Integumentary system is the skin and uh, the coverings of our body. So it would be something that could heal the skin tissues and heals wounds. It also has um, antispasmodic, antispasmodic qualities. And some of the very current research is being done on trials for melanoma, lung, gastric, and nasopharyngeal cancers. So we know this plant warrants a lot more research. And when we come to something like this, I often have people ask me as an herbalist, well, how can one plant do all of that? And uh, I am um, of the view that holism is the best way to go vitalism and holism so once a plant is decided that they're going to make a somewhat pharmaceutical preparation out of it and that by the way in my opinion includes some of the herbal supplements that are made they will take one or two known chemicals standardize it so they can exactly tell you how many milligrams or whatever of that and that I think makes them more toxic and dangerous because we don't have the synergy any longer of all those chemicals working together. And this is why gemotherapy is such a beautiful remedy because it does. Those stem cells have all of those qualities and it can address all of those issues in our body.
0: Wow, well, I happen to agree with you, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> thought You might. <laughs> I do. Um, on that point and then so much more, I love what you were saying about the strong yet flexible. That really resonates with me when yeah. I think about this as an extract. And also it makes me consider what it offers um, people on the emotional level too, which um, I wouldn't be surprised if you tap into as well, Megan. So gymotherapy lithi extract from the buds or from the shoot, Terry. from the buds of the shrub, the primary action is as a harmonizer on the respiratory system, dilating the bronchi to ease inspiration and expiration. So when we think about this strength with flexibility, I mean, what, what more could we want for our lungs, right? I mean, that's beautiful. And Then it has a harmonizing action on the autonomic nervous system, particularly the brain and lung connection, so that it improves the communication between the brain and the lung, so we don't get false messages that could cause a respiratory reaction that isn't necessary or needed. we know that lithi is able to harmonize these allergic reactions that would lead to bronchial spasms. It also harmonizes the contraction and relaxion of smooth muscle cells. Again, flexibility and strength right there, repeated for us. There's another brain connection with Lithi that we have the brain-ear connection. And Lithi has been known to improve hearing loss that is caused by poor communication between the brain and the ear. So if it's a nervous system issue, and I would say, you know, if the hearing is still intact there, we can help rejuvenate that with lithi. Um, there is a secondary action to Lithy with the thyroid. And although I would say right here in gemotherapy, we rarely work on the thyroid as a separate entity. The thyroid is part of the endocrine system. It has a direct response with the health of the adrenal gland. So anyone listening that has thyroid issues, this wouldn't be where I would jump in. And I would also say your your response probably wouldn't be favorable. Um, but as we're working whole, holistically, as you're talking, Terry, with the whole body, just like you're advising using the whole plant, we would eventually see some improvement to the thyroid when you, with using lithium and to the central nervous system as a harmonizer. Lithi has a lovely calming effect on the body. And in these days particular, it could be very useful for many people. We might use it um, for all ages and all genders at any time that there's physical or emotional lung related symptoms. And I have seen it work beautifully with young children having asthmatic symptoms so that they either never need to use an inhaler, a nebulizer, or they're able to get off of them and it actually changes the function and, and reminds the lungs of how they're meant to operate. When we have acute symptoms involving the lung and bronchi, lithi is an excellent extract to consider and it's often paired with black currant in those incidences. And then we use lithium and micro doses to harmonize the central and autonomic nervous system, resolving anxious breathing and improving sleep between the hours of 3 to 5 a.m. And currently, that's become a very um, common symptom now in folks dealing with all the, I don't even want to say aftermath yet of this COVID virus, but the, the repercussions, I guess, and we have a lot of three to five waking going on and lithium microdoses and, and lithium is very powerful. So one drop of lithium is really plenty. In chronic cases, people with chronic asthma, chronic bronchitis, any cough requiring bronchial dilation, um, we can certainly consider lithium. It's been a very active ingredient in protocols for those who are dealing with COVID symptoms. So that's what I have to say about lithi from the gemotherapy extract from the Asian medicine lens. Megan, what can you add to that? Yeah, again, Terry, I was so
2: touched by what you said about strong and flexible, because that I do think that really does speak to this as an extract. Lithium supports both the lung and secondarily what we call the kidney energy as it relates to respiration. So the lung energy is sometimes referred to as the delicate organ. And that, again, it's not because it is delicate, but it's because it's our most external layer and forms our outermost shell that encounters the external environment. And so it therefore tends to take a hit. And it's often the first one affected by the external environment. So we see lung issues in a wide variety of cases. As Lauren was saying, we see all ages needing lithi during all seasons, lithi can be applicable. And together the lungs and the kidney oversee the breath. And the relationship is very much at play in upper respiratory challenges. Lung's nature and its energy is to descend, but it relies on the kidney's ability to grasp and ground in order to do that successfully. So there again we see, you know, lungs sort of has this flexibility, but it really needs that strength and that grounding of kidney. So if kidney is weak, it makes lung's job a lot harder. And you'll see the breath maybe become shallow and some coughing is more likely to set in. There is an aspect of lithi that facilitates communication. And there are now studies that show that our breath is an important point of connection between the body and the mind, facilitating inner communication. So when we raise or lower our rates of respiration, we're activating different parts of the brain and bringing ourselves into different states of mind. In fact, I read an article recently that referred to the breath as the remote control for the brain. And I think it's interesting because this remote control works both ways, right? how our respiration affects the brain and our brain affects respiration. And we really see this in the way that lithi can calm anxious breathing and can ease grief or anxious thoughts. In fact, lung has the nickname of the master of qi and this is because of its ability not only to produce qi but to disperse it and to spread it around and communicate with the rest of the internal organs. And that includes the brain. So lithi has an ability to improve internal communication. Maybe that's why this extract seems to help us get a little bit more in touch with ourselves and sometimes give words to what we may be ready to process and release. So again, lithi brings ease to the breath. It facilitates both internal and external communication. And it really harmonizes our downward flow.
0: Megan that that was beautiful and and you reminded me of a really important thing that we have discovered about lithi is its ability to exactly give words to all emotions particularly that grief and um we've seen that time and again that we may be using it on a, a microdose for some for just anxiety right but someone's able to get in touch with what's really beneath that yeah yeah that's beautiful thank you so megan if someone wants to learn more about asian medicine where would you direct them yeah so um there's a great book the web
2: that has no weaver by ted kaptrick that you can read to learn about the beginning of asian medical philosophy if you're interested in learning more about my practice or gemotherapy through an Asian lens, you can visit my website at aculent.com.
0: Thanks, Megan. And Terry, what do you have for us on trees today?
1: It would really make me excited if people would just go outside, take a child with you if you can, or borrow a child. And maybe today, just because of this tree, see if you can find five different leaves that have different shapes and textures look at the texture feel them use all of your senses smell it well maybe you don't want to taste it but (laughs) a little nibble probably isn't going to hurt of anything but anyway i think that would be a grand experiment for people to do today
0: oh that's beautiful i'm going to take you up on that terry (laughs) and if you'd love to hear more about gemotherapy which i so hope you do Please take a look at all of our podcasts and YouTube videos. Come on over to my website. I've got plenty of material there for you to read through, and I'd love to have you join one of my classes. So, thank you for joining us today. And, <coughs> excuse me, we look forward to talk, hearing from you again.